Hello again, everyone. My name is Glenn Withers. I'm one of the founders of APPI, the Australian Physio and Pilates Institute. And it's my pleasure yet again to be here for another episode of Pilates 101. And it's that time of the year. It's December and it's reflection time. So I'm wondering what your guys' thoughts are of this year being 2022. Um, After I've uh, given you my thoughts. We've got a, a couple of uh, of our presenters and other people that were kind enough to give us their reflections and their thoughts. Just just a couple, uh, two or three. I'll, I'll play at the end of this just to get a little bit of a a, a different view, I guess, um, from a, a couple of different people. But for me, this is the traditional podcast that we do at this time of the year, where I have a look back and give you my thoughts and uh, two cents worth, so to speak, of views in 2022. So uh, I'm gonna, uh, we'll keep this episode a little bit shorter than the others because it's just me talking and none of you really just want to hear me talk for, for too long. So let me have a, a think over the year, if you like. And so if I take us all the way back to the start of the year, January 2022, um, Look, I was quite uh, hopeful and looking forward to the year. Obviously, like all of us, uh, the preceding two years, um, you know, turned all of our lives upside down, changed our practices, our studios, our clinics um, completely. And so 2022 was really that year where we were looking for it all to come back to what it was. So do I think that has happened? Um, In all honesty, I don't. Um, I think our profession has changed. Um, I think it's probably changed for good. Um, I do think that, and then, you know, fingers crossed, toes crossed, all of that. I think 2023 will see a more of a resurgence than 2022 has. And I, I feel quite positive and optimistic heading into 2023, um, in relation to, you know, the, the studio business and the clinic business. And I'm going to focus my reflections initially more on that because I think that's a little more relatable to the majority of you guys out there listening to this. Um, now, 2022, um, I, I, for me, it was a real year of rebuild. Um, we sort of had survival mode for 2020 and 2021. And then this year has been that sense of rebuilding. And when I talk about rebuilding, I'm talking about really for us anyway rebuilding from the ground up now for those of you that are familiar with our studios um you'll know this for those of you that aren't um our concept around our our studio business and our clinical business um is we have fewer sites but they're they're quite voluminous in terms of both their square footage and in terms of the actual number of staff we have so in our London studios, we have two studios, one in Hampstead, one in Wimbledon, um, and they're quite large studios. And between the two studios, um, you know, usually uh, pre-pandemic, shall we say, it, it consisted of about 36 to 40 uh, clinicians and teachers between the two and around about 10 admin staff, 10 to 12 admin staff um, covering the day-to-day running of the business. So around about 50 all up. Now, of that, we are rebuilding literally from the ground up. We've only maintained around about 
four or five of the people that were with us um, pre-pandemic. And so that's been partly due to you know, pregnancies, partly due to people going back into the NHS, largely due to a lot of our Australian, South African and Kiwi team heading back home and understandably to be with family or change lifestyle. And we had a number of people that moved out of London for a change of lifestyle as well. And so that meant when we talk about this concept of rebuilding throughout this year, we really had to rebuild our entire team. Now, the key for me is that actually meant a rebuild and a reset of our culture as well. And in doing that, I think Elisa and I were really able to reset the value system of the clinical part of our business. And I think when I look back on 2022, that's probably one of the key successes that we've had is ensuring that who we are, what we stand for, and what our business stands for has really been um, taught and um, adhered to within that element of our business. And one of the things that you know you learn as you, you grow is that it's harder to keep that the, you know, the culture and the essence of what it is when you're more of a sort of you know owner operator when you're in the studios every day and you're working people get that off you a lot more as you grow and you're not in the studio as much and you're relying on other people delivering the ethos and the culture and the value system for you well that takes actually quite a lot of work it's not in built in people and you know over these these last few years i'm sure um, you would all agree that we've also seen a change in the sort of culture of people to work and what people want to do and what they're expecting from work and all those things. And so I think it's been a, a big challenge this this year, ensuring that that value system and that ethos is inherent right throughout the business as, uh, as much as we could. Um, and we've looked this is an opportunity now one of the things i talk about to my teams all the time is there is always opportunity and it's our job to try and find that opportunity we talk about it a lot on the education and the product side of our business and we look at it the same way in the studio or clinical side of our business and so as we're rebuilding the team we also had a chance to look at all of our processes and how can we do things better and i think that's one of the things again but I look back at 2022 and think, okay, what are the things that I feel that we've really achieved over this this year? And I think a reset of all of our policies and procedures within the clinical business, right from the ground up. We've overhauled our health and safety file. We've overhauled our fire uh, policy. We've overhauled the entire software that runs our clinics. Now that's ongoing. That's happening right now. And that is a enormous task, but not sitting still, not accepting. We do it because we've always done it like this, but challenging yourself to say, well, hang on a minute. Can we do this better? Is there a better system out there? Now, partly we were forced to ask ourselves some of these questions and some of these really challenging questions because financially, it's been a really, really challenging last three years. And even this year, 2022, on the clinical side of the business is still you know, a, a challenge in terms of making sure that we can continue to make the businesses profitable. Because as the you know, cost of everything increases, 
and the economy is in such a state as it is here in the UK, you know, having to charge more for your services is just not that easy. So you have to economize in other ways. And so one of the things that we did was we started looking at each and every spend that we had, and we really cut back on a lot of those things that maybe we had got complacent about because the studios were doing so well. And so uh, Elisa principally, I have to hold my hand up here, Elisa principally runs the entire part of our clinical business. And she's brought on new people around her that have been absolutely amazing in supporting us in this task. And we've been able to really scale back on spends. We're looking at certain direct debits and standing orders that were in place for years. And did we still need that? Or was there a better deal out there? Or was it time to renegotiate that part of the contract? And so when you look at this rebuilding construct, it is a chance. There's the opportunity to say, okay, well, hang on a minute. Let's look at everything and ask ourselves the question, is this the right thing for us to be doing? So we looked at everything from a, a spending point of view, and that was quite eye-opening, to be honest, and, and it's been great and will set us uh, up really well into 2023 to be a much more economical and profitable business. And that led on, I guess, to the concept of looking at the essence of how our studio runs, which is the software management system. And so we made the big decision this year to also change that. And that leads on to the next topic that I think I want to just touch on for this year, and that is change and change management. Because over the last few years, all of us as uh, studio owners and clinic owners have had to manage constant change. And managing change is a really tough task because not everybody understands the reason for that change. So when you're running your business, you are the one that has the overall picture and the overall view. And those that work for you maybe don't quite understand the need for that change or the reasoning behind that change all the time. So one of the things Elisa has been very good at this year is trying to ensure everybody is on board with why we're looking at certain change management processes. Now, as you manage change or as you put your team through change, you also have to accept that there's some people that really step up to the task and accept that change challenge and come with you and come on that journey with you. And there's some people that change is really, really challenging for and that they will really struggle with that change. And I think one thing that we have learned more and more is that's okay because not everybody will see your vision all of the time. And you do need people to be part of your journey. You need your team to buy into your vision. And sometimes if that vision of change is too challenging for some people, then that's okay. And you need to find the next lot of people that can help you to move on to that change period. So this whole concept of change management is one of the things that is uh, a constant area of learning for myself and for uh, this business, I would say. Um, and so I am interested, any of you out there that have also been managing change in this year of 2022, to hear your thoughts on what change management and how you've been able to uh, manage that, that journey or what sort of processes or, or um, challenges that you've 
found in that process. And so for me, when I look at our change management processes, I think the biggest challenge as I'm touching on there is the concept of shared vision and understanding what that change is actually for. Because understanding that that vision and why you're doing the change or understanding the change in, in processes there, I think is really important for people to come on board with. Um, explaining why, getting your team to understand the why is really important as well. But also what I will say is having strength in your convictions, knowing why you believe this change is right for your business and going forth with that and staying strong with that. Having run businesses for over 20 years now, I really understand that, you know what? I really do have strong thoughts and visions and I'm in a position where I am today because of those thoughts and those visions. And sometimes you have to be strong enough when people maybe aren't as convinced on what you're doing to be able to handle that and see that a little bit yourself as well. So um, that part of it can be really challenging, but also I think really rewarding. When you get to that point and you get to that stage where you wholeheartedly understand and believe in what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, so that, I guess, uh, is is a big part of that. Let me Think about 2022 from another angle. Let me think about it. What have I seen happening? And I've touched on this before and I've spoken about this before. Um, but I've seen a big shift from mat work classes to machine classes, reformers specifically, and people seeking out one-to-one -one lessons. And that's been a real strength of our business. Um, and I, I think we've seen that on the education side as well, that the demand for those courses has gone up. Um, and so I think the shift in us as what are we looking at and what are we providing from 2022 and what lessons am I taking into 2023, it would be the need to ensure that we've got really, really good quality teachers taking our group exercise classes. I believe group exercise um, really had a monumental shift over the pandemic. And from a studio point of view, um, people are wanting expert teachers. They want to have fun. They want to enjoy that time. So you need to ensure that you've got the team and you can teach and train your team, that it is our job to ensure that people have an enjoyable experience when they come to our centers. And so you can have a really good teacher who's technically very good, but maybe isn't delivering on the atmosphere, on the energy, on the environment within that particular class. And therefore, maybe they won't be as successful as another teacher. And so that starts throughout the whole concept of what we're talking about here is people want an experience in our studios now. They want to come and they want to be known, so recognizing their name. They want a nice environment and they want great energy and enthusiasm and atmosphere. And I think, you know, building that in is um, a really important part. Now, the other part of this year that I've really seen from a studio point of view is one part that I'm still continuing to struggle with, and that is the council culture that we're seeing, because the volume of cancellations 
of bookings that we've had over this 2022 compared to any other year is just astronomical in its numbers. And so as we've come out of the whole COVID thing, you know, we I think we've very much got used to, or from a societal point of view, of cancelling things at the drop of a hat. Now, as a studio owner, that can be really tough to manage because you can start looking at, at your your week in your studios and looking at your teachers and your clinicians and what have you and they are full and you're thinking this is a good week and then you get this this volume of cancellations coming in now of course we have our cancellation policies and what have you but people are also a lot more astute with that right and they're cancelling in relation to the number of the hours prior to being charged so i think trying to find a way to ensure that you've got backups within lists so running waiting lists having your reception team really on it that when there's a cancellation we're looking to fill that spot um, to ensure that the clinicians and your teachers are full because to keep the staff happy they just want to be busy right and to be busy we need to make sure that we're managing the processes so a big part of a successful studio management is again that team approach so um looking at your culture looking at that experience for people understanding change culture and trying to find a tackle to this council culture that is a constant challenge for us as a, from a studio point of view and i think when i look back on 2022 they're my main thoughts and they're my main lessons i guess um but what i will say is i think we have had to become so adaptable and flexible in the way that we run that part of our businesses over the last few years. And I don't think that's going to change. You've got to keep moving forward. You've got to keep adapting, changing, molding how you run things to suit today's environment. It can't just be doing it the way you used to do it. And for a business like ours, that has been running for 21 years. You know, that is quite a challenge at times because you think, well, why can't we just do it like we used to? And you can't anymore. You can't sit on your laurels you have to continually change and adapt and move and be really really strong on your views and your thoughts know your numbers know what's going on in your business know who's profitable for you and who's not make those tough decisions if you need to because at the end of the day you as the studio owner this needs to work for you this needs to make sense and it needs to make financial sense for you and people that work for you will often not see that bigger picture and just what it takes in order to run a studio. And there's the expenses of running a you know, bricks and mortar studio are huge. And and often the team may not recognize that as well. And that's where you as the owner have to be able to make the right choices, the right decisions, and bring the right culture to your businesses moving forwards. So I think they're my main lessons from the uh the studio point of view on the education side um i'll keep this somewhat brief because it's not as pertinent to all of you but i think we know we've started to see in a really good way that return of live courses and that return for people wanting live courses we've seen the demand for online learning continue to increase and so we're continuing to try to deliver on that as well and we've seen a decrease and a consistent decrease in the want for live stream courses so Again, we've had to adapt and change and mold the way that we do things. Um, 
our Pilates TV subscription services continue to grow and grow. And I, I think that's an amazing um, asset to what we have. And also to all of you out there listening, if you're not part of that, jump on there. It's, um, you know, we're continuing to pump out content there. And it's great for teachers to get inspiration from. It's great for people at home to work out to. And it's great for people anywhere around the world to be able to get access to our team of teachers and faculty here in the UK. Um, so education's it's been solid. It, I wouldn't say it's been um, you know amazing, but it's been very solid. It's been very consistent, um, and you know the the team that we have, our presenters are amazing. The head office team is is great. Um, so I guess the the main thoughts for me looking back on 2022 is a, a year of solidarity in terms of trying to get everything back on solid ground a year of change and change management and a year of challenges in terms of how we run the businesses so i wonder what it's been for you guys what has it been for you out there if you were to sit down and think over your 2022 what are those lessons that you're going to take and move on to 2023 and it's a really good process to do. For you studio owners out there mainly, sit down, grab coffee, try to get a little bit of headspace, and just take a reflective moment and think about, right, what are my wins, what are my losses, and what are my lessons? And what am I taking through into 2023? And just one last thing for me, moving into 2023, make sure you plan your strategy. Set that strategy day in place. Have an agenda. Get your good people around you that you really want to hear from and understand from, and they're going to help you shape your visions and your businesses next year. Listen to them. Take all their ideas on board. But remember, you are the one that has the vision. You are the one that's got the, all the risk on the table here. So listen, learn, adapt, and mold. Bring your team on you with that journey, but you are the leader there, and you are the one that's going to set that vision, and then ultimately those results moving forwards. So in a moment, I'm going to pass you on and you're going to hear some ideas and, and thoughts from some of our team. But for me, finally here in 2022, may I just thank all of you for listening. For those of you that have contributed to the podcast, making us one of the most popular podcasts uh, available on this topic, we're delighted to be in that, uh, in that sort of echelon now. And it's been... Uh, it's been a pleasure sharing ideas and thoughts in the interviews. I hope they've been inspiring for you and interesting. Um, please put forward anyone that you would like me to interview, any content that you would like me to tackle, any topics that you would like me to tackle. My shoulder rant from earlier this year was one of our most listened to podcasts. So if you uh, are interested in a particular exercise or you've got a particular area of debate that you would like to hear from us about, we'd love to hear from you as well. Apart from that, May I wish you and your families very, very happy holidays. Merry Christmas to those of you that celebrate that. And all of you, whatever your religion, creed, what have you, may you just all have a lovely end of the year. And may I wish all of you the very, very best for 2023. From myself, from Elisa, from all of us here at the APPI team, we're signing off now and we will see you next year. Bye for now. Hi guys, it's Joe McCarthy here, um, APPI presenter here in Dublin, Ireland. Um, our first, our achievements here this year, we were very proud to be able to teach the 
mat work level one, two, and three after I had done some assisted teaching up in uh, Lisburn with Suzanne, which that was a great experience altogether. And teaching the courses has been great as well. Um, then the goals for this year, our lockdown was quite late. Um, so we hadn't been teaching classes even up until October 2021. So it was great to get the live classes back up and running and get the studio up and running as well. So that's been a great achievement for us. So we've been really happy about that or a great goal rather. And then advice um, working with clients would be as well as how they how they like to train. So trying to find out the varieties of ways, different ways of how clients like to train, um, even including that the small muscle groups are just as important as some of the bigger muscle groups as well. So we find that that's really helpful to clients and to be able to make sure that they're doing all the little stabilizing work so that they can work really well then and progress, even if they're coming back from perhaps like an injury and so on, and that they don't all um, they don't always think that it's about the the harder graft, which is important as well, but just that they they're getting a well-rounded workout and that they're getting in tune with the kind of deeper postural muscles and so that they can kind of get a what. Um, really good workouts, whether it's mat work or reform or different pieces of equipment and so on. So um, thanks very much and uh, have a great Christmas and take care. Bye bye. Hi, it's Tracy here and I'm an APPI presenter in Scotland. The achievement that I am most proud of this year is my brand new book, Science of Pilates. This was a huge passion project of mine that I started in January of this year with the very tight deadline of the summer for a publication date of 29th of December. I wanted to collate everything that I knew about Pilates in one resource and make this accessible to others as well. Writing this while on maternity leave with my new baby girl made this an even bigger achievement for me this year and I am so, so proud of being able to produce this. At the beginning of this year, I had a few goals, um, mostly work-related goals this year. So the first one was my book, um, which I managed to write and get published. The second one was to launch and develop my own um, online membership platform. And finally, I wanted to expand my knowledge of women's health and Pilates and make this more accessible to my clients, my classes and my membership programmes. So to do this, I took the APPI courses, the Pilates and pelvic floor and the menopause and really delved into the knowledge of this and expanded on all of the research. A funny Pilates related story that I have for you is that um, living up in Scotland, I quite often travel down to London to our APPI head office. And at some point in my trips down to London, I usually have to take a, a, an Uber or a taxi um, to get to some places. And it seems that every time I come down, my taxi drivers um, seem to be really interested in Pilates. I thought they wouldn't know what this was, perhaps. Um, and I had one taxi driver who was in his 70s. And when I mentioned that I was down to teach Pilates, he told me that he did Pilates three times per week to combat his sedentary taxi um, job. And he started telling me about all his favourite exercises. And another time that I got into an Uber on my way to work one morning and it turned out my driver was a podcast host 
who then proceeded to interview me for the duration of my journey to work that morning um, talking all about Pilates um, on his podcast. The advice that I would give to someone um, who works in the Pilates industry, I would tell them to find your own unique way of teaching. Everyone teaches differently and I believe that there is space for everyone in this industry. And I would also say that with that, finding your own way, also just always teach with intention. So always have a plan, a theme, a message or a feeling that you're trying to portray through your class. And this will keep you focused, it will set the tone for your class and provide a positive experience that is both authentic and specific to you and it will keep you going in the industry throughout. Hi, it's Pippa here. Um, I am an APPI master trainer based here in South Wales um, in the UK. So things that I'm most proud of in 2022, um, from a Pilates point of view, I would definitely say it's um, being promoted to a master trainer um, for APPI, um, which has been um, a huge achievement for myself and um, something that I am so happy about and privileged to have been offered um, such a prestigious role um, and also alongside that then it's been developing a lot of the women's health content for APPI um, over the last couple of years but in 2022 especially releasing the pelvic floor course and also um, the full women's health certification with the exam as well. Um, from a personal point of view um, I've started to get back into triathlon training um and um this is be i competed in my first triathlon um in the summer for from oh gosh five years so it's been five years since i last did a triathlon so i'm super proud of getting back into that as well um goals that i set out in 2022 i didn't have any specific goals in mind um that i had sort of planned to achieve um it's been more about sort of continuing to develop my practice um, and just keeping learning basically. And that's what I found is there's always something to learn. There's always something new and um, there's always ways to improve and adapt my practice and then to share that education as well, which is what I love doing. I really, really love teaching um, and the education side of things as well. And um, so I didn't have any specific goals, um, but just sort of an ongoing goal of continued education, really, um, which I really love doing. Um, I don't have any specifically funny stories um, that have happened within my Pilates practice. I've got a highlight um, that was really lovely was when my five-year-old daughter came and helped me um, teach a class. She had an inset day from school. Um, so she came to teach one of my classes with me and she's grown up around Pilates so much that she helped me do the warm up um, and she loved doing that. And it was just lovely to watch her take part and also to see how much um, she enjoys Pilates and movement and, and those sorts of things as well. So that was a highlight, um, but not necessarily a funny story, but definitely something that um, I remember and uh, will always remember fondly. Um, 
So advice for people working within the Pilates industry. Um, I think it's, for me, it's just about uh, creating a good network and always having a good network of people that you can talk to um, and continue to learn from and support each other. And that's, I think, the APPI uh, Facebook group is fantastic for that because it gives that sort of um, international support through APPI instructors, but also then having local support as well and also linking in with other healthcare professionals um, and all sharing our practice to then deliver the very best for our clients um, and then making sure you feel supported in your work as well. So I think that's one of my biggest tips is just making sure you have a good network of support um, and I think just being willing to help each other out as well and that's really, really important. Um, but yeah, so that's it really. Um, I hope everyone's had a really good 2022 and a really happy new year and happy 2023. Take care. Hi, my name is uh, Sarah Chambers. I'm one of the APPI master trainers. Um, I've also got my own practice in Oxfordshire in a place called Bicester, um, where I teach both uh, mat and mat classes and equipment sessions. And I'm also a musculoskeletal physiotherapist. And I'm here to share with you some of my thoughts for 2022. So one of the things I suppose I've been really chuffed about this for this year, for 2022 on reflection, is the, not only sort of working with people within the UK, but also working with people in Europe and in the States. So I now sort of can say that one of my furthest clients that zooms in um, to my classes is in the States. And, you know, that for me, if I think three years ago, pre-pandemic, which we'd never wish upon anybody again, but it's actually quite, it, it, Zoom has been a great advent for that and just allowing us to expand our client base and um, sharing our ideas with people outside of the sort of, outside of the UK. So I have, I've really valued, I've really enjoyed exploring that further. Um, and I suppose one of the other things I'm, I always, I always get really chuffed about is when my students do really well on their exams, when they've, you know, come on the courses or had some additional support, um, as well as just from an individual basis of working with clients or patients who, I don't know, for example, haven't, I've struggled to always stand on one leg and suddenly with some Pilates practice and some appropriate cues has, have really achieved some of those goals. So, um, so those are a couple of things that I've been really, really pleased about for 2022. So generally goal setting, I'm pretty rubbish at, but one of the things I always do every year is so to say to myself, right, I'm going to try and establish a better work-life balance. And I started off really well for the first few months, but as, as work does get busier and there's more requests for sessions and um, certainly the one-to-one -one sessions I, I teach in the physiotherapy practice side of things, um, I have to say, because I enjoy and love what I do, I really struggle to say no to people. So for that reason, I probably really failed to establish a better work-life balance. But once again, as I say, I love what I do. So actually, is that such a problem? The other thing I, I wanted to try and do as well is encourage um, more of the students on the API equipment courses to take the exams, um, just because I feel it's a really good way of um, establishing that understanding and knowledge base. Um, so I, whether I've achieved that, I don't know. I'd have to speak to um, the guys at HQ, but that would be another thing I'd sort of set myself to try and do um, from a more personal level with my teaching with the APPI. So with general thoughts for um, sharing advice with people who are in the industry, I think my, my thought is always that 
I, because I love teaching and doing what we do, I think it's sometimes we can get so busy that we forget about our own practice and our own bodies. So for me, I know for 2023, I'm going to try and encourage, I'm trying to allow more time for myself and more time for my own Pilates practice, just to remind myself of exactly why I've gone into teaching and um, hopefully sharing my thoughts and ideas with my Pilates um, to others. So yeah, that's my plan. And that's certainly something I would definitely um, sort of share with other people within the business.